We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN. Good time to call, talking about hunting. And you'll get the gist of all the questions as we move along. I don't want to take up any more of our people on hold call uh, time. Let's go to Jane in uh, Wales Center. Jane, you're on WBEN. Welcome to the program. It's Jean. Jean. Okay, Jean. See, apparently Josh has fired too many muzzle loaders without hearing protection. (laughs) Well, I'm, I'm a retired hunter, Partly, I mean, I hunted for probably 35 years, but I don't have anybody to hunt with anymore now that I I hunted with my husband, and we're, we've been divorced for years. I grew up in a hunting family. Okay. So that's how you got into the sport? Yeah, because uh, my dad hunted, and... Uh, he was a he was a policeman, so we were used to handling firearms and stuff. We were definitely taught how to handle firearms safely. And he died when I was relatively young, so I didn't do. I went out hunting with him, but I wasn't actually hunting at the time. I was more like just a, a accompanying him along, and so I got got to see a lot of hunting, and then. I hunted with my brother, and then I hunted with my husband for years, uh, rabbits, squirrels, and deer. So let me ask you a question. As a, a little girl in the woods with your dad, a little girl in the yeah. woods with your dad, looking at him taking deadly aim at a furry little squirrel or bunny rabbit or deer, did you have to close your eyes? I grew, I, I grew up with eating squirrels and rabbits and venison from the time I was a little kid. So, Jean, you would go hunting again if you had a hunting partner? Well, like I said, I mean, I'm a, adva- a bit advanced in age, and I have some vision problems that I think would make it difficult for me to, to sight. I don't know, but... Um, yeah, that's a rather important element when it comes to shooting. Yeah. I think we can agree on that. And I, I I don't like to go out just you know totally alone in the woods. Uh, that's a that's a very good done, policy. You know. Now look, I, you know what I I believe me. I've got people in my family. I would not want walking alone in the woods, however robust they may seem. Um, <laughs> well, my love, I'm I'm glad you called. I appreciate it. One quick question: sure. do, do you have uh, any of your bagged animals uh, mounted on the walls of no, your home? We ne- never did that does anybody ever do that with squirrels like see a little squirrel head poking out 
I don't know. <laughs> we, I mean, for us, it was it was to get meat to eat. Well, I for mean, a lot when, of people. Yeah, I when mean, I was married, I'd say from late summer until well, late spring, we we really bought beef. We ate our own stuff. Well, and you know what? With the, with inflation being what it is, hunting as a cost-saving thing in the long term makes a lot of money. Obviously, up front, you've got to get the firearm, you got to buy the ammunition, you got to buy the proper gear, you got to get the scope you want, um, the clothing you want, uh, maybe the anti-human scent spray well, if you use I that. With the gun that my father hunted with. And you're going to give that to me. No. It was worth a try. I mean, I'm not proud. <laughs> uh, wow, that sounds really uh, – what a great story, Gene. Thank you so much for the call. And, you know, thank you for being such a responsible person to recognize that your vision isn't what it should be to shoot. Therefore, you're not going to go into the woods uh, and possibly have oh, a bad no, situation. no way. <laughs> yeah, no, that's I, – I love you for that. Thank you very much. You're welcome. All Bye. right, there's uh, our first Lady Hunter of the Day. And – I think we, we need to talk about that really quickly. Um, how, how, how many of you who hunt see a big help to the family budget because you've bagged a deer and you've got yourself some serious meat? I mean, that to me, again, you've got upfront costs, but I would think that the first deer you bag, you basically have covered your cost compared to what you sp- uh, pay at the grocery store. Am I wrong? Let's go to uh, Steve in Angola. Steve, you're on WBEN. Uh, I clearly am low on testosterone, but you are a hunter. Good afternoon, Tom. How are you today on WBEN 930? I don't say the call letters nearly enough. It's a beautiful day. Oh, I have so many comments. I hope I can get them all in. Um, the first object is about um, ethics of hunters. Um, yes, back in the old days, people would leave their tailgates down and, you know, do all that kind of, but it's so sensitive nowadays that you're and i'm not saying the younger ones don't but most of your older hunters don't really agree to that anymore i hunt with a great group of guys in angola and evans and those years have long gone by as you know doing that we're sensitive to the people who don't appreciate it i do not put stuff on social media um it's just between my close friends um i am a member of um, northeast big buck so that does if, if I'm very successful, it does get printed in a magazine, only for hunters. So I'm hoping, as an older hunter, that the ethics will change. I, I'm Another a little bit – uh, forgive my interruption, Steve, but can you be a little oh, specific ahead. on how the ethics have changed? Because I, I'm not exactly sure what you, what you mean. Just remember, okay. when, when you're talking to me about hunting, pretend I'm five years old and I know nothing, and that's not too far from the truth. I mean, I don't want to get too gross, but when you take a picture of a deer, you try not to show the wound that was presented when you shot the animal. You don't want to show the bloody aspects of the deer, um, even as far as putting the tongue back in the mouth. A lot of different things that a hunter can do that doesn't try, that you try not to upset people as much. And there's a lot of things you can do by taking pictures certain ways, and obviously you don't show yourself all bloodied up. I mean, you know, it's it's just, you know, back in the old days, you used to see people, and you know, they show them hanging and everything else. We don't do that kind of thing, you know. We, hmm. 
keep to ourselves. And, and other, uh, another subject as far as people saying that they're, that they're saving money, huh, you can forget that. Uh, the, to process a deer, if you don't process yourself, is over $100 now. So if a hunter goes out and is very picky and choosy, we always say you could have stayed home all weekend in the rain and the snow and bought, bought uh, prime rib and been just as better off. So, well, wait a minute. I've I've talked to a lot of hunters when we've done shows on guns who make that a primary argument uh, when they talk about why they love to hunt because it feeds their family and it saves them money. And that one hundred, oh. I mean, that hunt that one hundred dollars to process a deer. I mean, you could go to a grocery store and go through a hundred bucks very fast and get very little. Well, you're talking about sixty. About 60 pounds of venison, 60 to 80 pounds of venison on a very big deer. So obviously I don't shop, but you figure that out by the, you know, the time, your gas and everything else. But you're right. I, I've always taken the venison I've had and given it to my children and to myself. We've all raised on venison. So I totally agree with you. What I'm saying, back in the old days, you could process a deer for $35, where now you're spending over $100 to process a deer. Well, and also, too, uh, and I'd like to hear from hunters on this as well. Do you process your own deer, or is it one of those things that's just easier? It's like detailing your car. It's easier to pay somebody to do it, as long as they don't buff the plastic part and destroy your car. It happened to me. Uh, but- totally, totally agree. But with, you know, um, you know, we use the freezer wrap, the vacuum wrap now. If you're making your own sausage, you need pork butt, you need spices. It's, it's the love of the sport. And believe me, I mean, my children still ask me to take, you know, take venison every year so I can ship it to them in Baltimore and ship it to them in uh, North Carolina. It's don't I, I love it. I know I have I have a few on the wall. I must admit. Um, but another thing is, is the area we hunt. You have hunters with the average been hunting for 40 years, and the bigger, more prestigious deer are very few and hard to find now. Um, you know, you go to these areas like East Aurora, Orchard Park, Amherst, Grand Island. They're all over the place. You know, they walk in your yard when, they're, when you're mowing the lawn. But where we hunt, it, it's not like that. So it, it is a rewarding thing to somehow manage to get a bigger, mature five- or six-year-old buck, definitely. So that does have a lot to do with it. But um, for sure, Tom, um, the, um, we try to be more ethical in what we do and we hunt because we know how sensitive people are. And, um, and another thing you know, people don't talk about is if there weren't hunters out there, Tom, how many more car deer accidents would you have? Incalculable. I mean, people, it is, but, you know, but people just seem to be so bullheaded about it. And I don't get it. I mean, you know, if, if you think that it's all going to be better – Quit hunting for five years. Everybody in New York State quit hunting for five years. No, please what don't. To your gardens and your. My wife plants over a thousand dollars a year in flowers around her house to make it look beautiful, and it's a waste of time. It's a total waste of time. They walk through. They eat. They eat everything. They eat everything in sight. No, I mean, no, you're wrong, sir. You're absolutely wrong. They don't eat the weeds. They we. They only eat the yeah. stuff that costs a lot of money. Well put. Well, put. you know so. <laughs> You know, the, the people that see it the other way, I understand, but but yet, man, I mean, they're doing a lot of damage. Uh, I, I, I mean, even now they're doing a lot of damage. Well, look, Steve, I, mean, Steve, I, I can be... Hunt, 
I can be as hypocritical as anybody on this planet, okay? I can be a hypocrite, but if somebody's going to criticize you for hunting, um, what are their shoes made out of? What are their belts made out of? What animal products do they use that makes them better than you? Tom, I don't disagree with you, but I don't want to be the guy saying it because all you're going to do is get calls the rest of the night about those, you know, about that. But I totally agree. Um, it needs to stay. The problem is, you know, it's hard to, hard to get younger hunters activated with video games and, oh. you know, social media. I mean, you've talked about that the other day. Uh, my wife and I will go out to dinner, and there'll be a family of four sitting there, and they're not even talking to each other. All four of them are on their cell phones. What is this country coming to? Well, that's you know what? That's also a great topic. i got to put that away. What is this country coming to? Anybody want me to do that? As a, can we do that as a show without it becoming a politics show? I don't believe so. I don't believe so. <laughs> I, 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 I'll try my best. Um, yeah, and that's the, that's the pity about it, you know. And, you know, they tell their personal lice on, you know, from what my, my wife tells me. Their personal lice are all over social media. Then they wonder why people comment. And then, you know, it gets into a, a you-know-what match. It's like, why? Why is, why is this world getting so screwed up? Uh, Steve, I, I love I love the question. I think COVID has a lot to do with people flipping their stuff these days. The whole pandemic thing. Um, I'm going to make you uh, give me a promise, Steve, sure. that you are going to call again on other stuff. <laughs> oh boy, Tom! I tell you, um, I would I would probably Josh would be busy. Let's put it that way. If I were on. Talking about social media. Dude, dude. You just be bleeping everything out. One call. And another thing I want to comment week. on is Yeah. I um I'm not a fan of of the first the first extra two weeks of hunting they they've given us. Um a lot of my friends and myself won't even go out the first two weeks now. Um I just think educating the deer and scenting up the woods and um every logical hunter will know if you're in an area that's hard to hunt. You're not going to see a five-year-old mature buck the first two weeks of the year unless you're sitting next to a food source or you've done a lot of great scouting. It's, it's very difficult. Um, I don't know what the advantage is to New York State thinks it is the extra two weeks, but I don't know. I'm, I'm very negative to that, and I'd like well, maybe some maybe somebody will somebody will explain that to us, Steve. I must move along to some other folks who've been on hold. And again, okay. uh, you are now obligated contractually to give me one call every two weeks on the subject of your choice, as long as it's our topic. Fair enough. Oh, I thank you very much. Yeah, there's no money involved the in it. For you. All right, man. Thank you. I'd love Good to call. Be on- Okay, take care. All right, there's Steve, a hunter. And I do find it very hypocritical that anybody would attack hunters when they're wearing leather belts, leather shoes. Seriously? They're using other products made from animals? You're a little hypocritical, I'm just saying. I mean, I've gone to a mostly vegetarian diet, but I still eat meat. Not red meat, but meat. Let's get back to the calls on WBEN. Here is Joe in beautiful Arcade, New York. Joe, welcome to the show are you a hunter? Tom, I shot my first deer in 1975 with a recurved bow. I've already shot an eight-point buck. I've shot hundreds of deer with the bow. I've shot caribou. I've shot uh, bear, elk. You know the hardest animal to shoot after all of these trips that I did? An adult white-tailed doe, I think. And Why would that be? Because they're smart. They're protective of their young. 
They're usually a little bit older. They just have that sense. You know what I mean? And, the guys, I would say out of all the bucks I've shot, one or two were difficult. They were smart, especially when you get into the rut. Now, I'm going to get criticism for this, but it's like a teenage kid. They got one thing on their mind. You know what I mean? So it's not too hard to fool them, in my opinion. Okay. Okay. But I, but I also grew up in a, say, a rural family. I used to get off the bus and go in the basement to see what the older brother shot. That was what was for dinner. Pheasants, rabbit, squirrel, whatever. Yeah, we haven't even gotten into pheasants yet. Hey, uh, if you want to, man, uh, Joe in Arcade, um, you can hold on through the news break. I've got to, I have to take a break. I apologize. Uh, we're talking about hunting and the various aspects of hunting uh, this part of the program on News Radio 930 WBEN. Um, and again, I'm low on testosterone. I admit that. I am not a hunter. I will never be a hunter. I just don't have it in me to shoot an animal. Um, maybe, like I said, the zombie apocalypse happens and we're short on food. I suppose I would, but I'm the guy who, uh, lets spiders he catches in the house outside when the weather is nice and I'll put them in my basement if the weather is miserable. I just don't like to, I do not like to kill things that don't need to be killed. That being said, I've made this very clear. I eat meat. I pay assassins. I pay other people to do the dirty work, but I don't do it. And I don't really do well on red meat anymore, and pretty much it's uh, chicken for me. You can tell I'm starting to develop a very, very nice crop of feathers on my back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, friends, welcome. It is uh, Bowerly, News Radio 930 WBEN. I still cannot get over the synchronicity of doing the cell phone thing yesterday, and two comedic bits in a row. We're talking about exactly what we were talking about toward the end of yesterday's show. 
I wish I could remember the female comedian's name, but the dude was Big J Okerson, and that is on uh, YouTube. It's the 15-minute Big J Okerson thing, and it's it's funny, but it's not uh, for kids. Uh, let's get back to the calls on WBEN. Uh, one of the things that has come up today is, hey, does hunting really make sense? Do you really save money by harvesting deer or with the price of everything you need to go hunting and the price of processing the deer, are are people just kidding themselves thinking that they're saving money? Now, Joe, uh, you were talking about going into the basement and seeing what was going to be for dinner uh, that night when you were young. Do you do all of your own processing and have a big storage freezer? Yes, I do. I, I do it because of one reason. Like when I grind it or make sausage, I have control over what's going into it. If you take it to a processor, they'll tell you, I'll pick it up in three weeks. That's because they won't grind unless they have a large, uh, you know, you're not going to get just your deer. Right. It could be a combination. With this, I can control what's going in it. If I add pork, I know it's good pork. You know what I'm saying? But I guess my main thing is a lot of people criticize hunting, but... I can't tell you how many people ask me every year, hey, if you get a deer, can you give me some sausage? (laughs) Can you bring some, you know what I mean? Yeah, give me some jerky. I can understand that maybe it's not for everybody. But we we haven't had anybody criticizing hunting. I have four sons. None of them hunt. That's okay. They were exposed to it, but it's not their thing. You know what I'm saying? When I grew up, it was... It supplemented our, um, you know, um, dinner, whatever you want to call it. The larder. Let's use the old word. It supplemented the larder. Yeah, it did. And when I had the four boys at home, between New York, Pennsylvania, Ohio, I'd shoot six, seven deer a year. Man, you got four teenagers. They go through it. Well, (laughs) yeah. I mean, again, the. Now that it's just me and the wife, I'll take half a deer. I donate a lot to the church. Now, if I give it away, like I'm going to give it to the church, I will take it through a processor and have it done so that it's done, you know, professionally or whatever you want to call it. But I've, a number of people will ask for venison, although they don't, they don't hunt. And that's okay. You know what I mean? I just... I don't think that means they're against hunting for anybody else. I think it just means it's just something they don't like to do. Like I'm not against I'm not against you hunting, but I'm I'm being very very honest with you. If a guy lets spiders out of his house and doesn't kill them, is he going to go into the woods and shoot a deer? No. I mean that's I mean I, I practice ahizma to a great degree. And that's okay. It's just like with my kids, I've exposed them to different. They were exposed to this. They're exposed to hockey, whatever, you know, baseball. And then they choose what they want to pursue. You know, for me, it's just something I always did. I, I don't know. I got into it for a while. Oh, I used to do these trips and read these magazines and go, you know. You know, there, there are two right. words, Joe, before I get to some other folks, there are two words I would like to use to describe you in a nutshell. Would you like to know what those two words are? Okay. Great father. You sound like a great dad. 
you know what? I really appreciate that. I really do. No, you re- you you truly sound like a great dad. Um, and I bet you are extremely fair to your kids growing up. You know the proudest thing that I am of my life? Your kids. All my sons are good fathers. They're good husbands. To me, that's worth millions of dollars. Uh, amen, brother. And like I said, I just talking to you this brief time, great dad. Uh, I appreciate hearing from you. Thank you. That's because I had a great father. Well, I'm 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 very happy. I'm very happy to hear that. Um, we got to do a Father's Day show coming up uh, next hol- Hallmark holiday season. But uh, thank you. I mean, if if you notice how he talked about his sons, I mean, there was what I heard there was a lot of love and a lot of acceptance of their decision not to be uh, not to become hunters themselves. But he exposed them to it, and he exposed them to other things as well. And that is is so important. My dad did the same thing. Exposed me to a lot of things I ordinarily wouldn't have gotten into, like fast-pitch softball. Might sound stupid, but it was fun. Let's go back to the calls on WBEN. Hunting is the primary topic, and I've been dying to do this for a long time. This is like dying to do this topic week. Here is uh, Jeff in West Seneca. Jeff, you're on WBEN Hunting. Hey, how's it going, Tom? It's a beautiful day. Beautiful. Yep. Uh, I've been hunting for over 35 years, close to 40 years, fourth generation. Uh, I learned from my grandfather and my father and my uncle hunts. Now my son hunts. And the proudest moment uh, was watching my son get his first buck. And how old was he when that happened? Uh, He's 15. Let me ask you a question, because I'm sure we have people who don't hunt out there, and we might have people who are totally against hunting listening to the show. When you say it was your proudest moment, can you as a hunter explain why that was your proudest moment? Uh, It's You get so psyched up and so adrenaline rushed, and you got to calm down and get your senses and uh, take aim and do an ethical shot, which he did. And just to, to see him and how he reacted was amazing. Um, you know, a, a number of people have mentioned, well, a couple of people have mentioned um, adrenaline. Can you we all know what adrenaline is. Can you just talk about the peaks and valleys of adrenaline as a hunter? Well, first of all, a deer is an amazing animal. His senses are unbelievable. His defense system is, is, is amazing. Uh, let me put it to you this way. You can smell a pizza, okay? But a deer, he'll smell a I smell onions, I smell peppers, I smell pepperoni, I smell cheese, I smell everything. My stargazer they, lilies they eat every year? Yes. I they 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 can smell everything and that's that's their defense. Uh and we gotta get and if you get in if you break that defense and you can especially like bow hunting and stuff, and you get within twenty yards of a deer and it's it's amazing. It's a big rush that they're walking underneath you. I know people in Amherst and and stuff like that, and they see them in the yards, and they're very docile and and stuff like that. It's a different animal in the woods down in the southern tier and once they're hunted. You know, that's a great point because for those who don't know, um, I I live in the village of Williamsville, 
And I've told you this a million times, but right after I moved in, I was coming in late at night, imagine that, and I heard hoofbeats down the street. I thought somebody had rented a carriage and was taking a romantic ride, and there was a herd of deer walking up the street as if they owned it. Oddly enough, they do, and the deer population has not only gotten bigger, but it's gotten bolder. You'll see them in the middle of the afternoon, and sometimes you'll pull your car into the driveway. They'll be in your backyard. They'll look up at you and say, oh, hey, what's going on? Then they'll continue to eat what you don't want them to eat. It's amazing. Yeah, and a lot of things that people don't know, I mean, a lot of hunters know their quarry better than, like, anti-hunters. People that don't like me hunting, oh, why don't you? Because they're cute and furry and fuzzy and nice and, and stuff like that. Well, you've never seen a deer starve to death. And deer are matriarchal. That means mama comes first, then the baby. Okay? So in the dead of winter, mama eats first before that kid does. And that kid's going to starve first because mama's reaching up six feet high where the baby can't reach. Now all that food is gone and baby's going to starve. So supplementing food and stuff like you guys do in, in, in towns and stuff like that isn't that good because you're only drawing more there. No, we, we uh, can't. It's, your... it's, against, it's against the law, as you, as you are well aware. And it's not, it's not good for the deer because it brings deer into close contact with each other that they shouldn't be in. It helps to spread disease, so it's not really a good idea. Right, and then that's why they devastate bushes and stuff like that. So... You know, they use it, deer hunting as population control. And that's, you know, it, it's one of those things, too. So uh, that's why you have the deer shoots in Amherst and stuff like that to bring them down. And uh, it needs to be done. Yeah, we've talked before about uh, whether or not that actually works. There's a big debate about that. Um, because I will tell you that no matter how many hunts they do, the population of deer in Amherst has gone up exponentially. You go to the Amherst State Park around sunset, you will literally see hundreds of deer on the right on, on the on the right night. It is amazing. So I'm not sure if that is is um, if that really works in a place like Amherst, which is you know you, you can't exactly pick up a shotgun and go deer hunting in Amherst. And with good reason, even in Elma on June Road, where my ex-wife grew up, um, I'm still mad at this guy. Somebody, a hunter, a very bad shot also, put a deer slug through the kitchen window at the height of our heads. And had anybody been standing there, we would have been instantly killed. You know, it's just... Those, those hunters should, shouldn't be allowed in the woods. I mean, uh, you know, you've got to be a certain distance from houses and structures and roads and everything else. Uh, you know, it, it people, there's not a lot of young hunters in the, in the sport. I wish there would be. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Crossbow hunting is fantastic. You would love it. Uh, but. I mean, you, you got to do it the right way. Yeah, I'd, I'd love to shoot a crossbow, but I'd shoot it at a target. It's like firearms in me. I enjoy – I'm, I'm hell against a paper target. Um, I thank you – oh, one quickie for you, Jeff, and, and that is this. The, one of the debates we've had developing is um, – is hunting really a way to save money on the family food budget? Oh, absolutely. 
Deer chili every every fall is fantastic. I guarantee it's at Atlanta tailgates. Uh, it, it's fantastic chili. I cook it all summer long. Uh, and even the non-hunters, I'll, I'll, I'll chop up some steak and marinate it and throw it on a grill and just eat it off the grill real quick. <laughs> and they'll be like, oh, my God, that is amazing. Where did you get that steak from? And then I tell them, yeah, it's, it's venison. And they'll be like, oh, my God, I never thought it would be that good. I saw, always thought it was gamey. And, you know, everybody has these misnomers about uh, venison and stuff. Well, they never had it done the right way. Uh, and, and that's the big thing is you got to have it done the right way. I mean, even with bear, uh, bear, it's got to be done the right way. I've had it in stew, and it was good. Uh, then some other times it could be greasy. But you just got to have it done the right way. Have you uh, owned it? Have you only uh, hunted deer, or have you gone after other stuff as well? I've been after, I've been elk hunting. I've been uh, duck, geese, everything. I've, everything is elk is my biggest game. I think I went after. So, if you're going to hunt elk, what do you have to do? Go to the Dakotas? Uh, the, the, believe it or not, there's a couple counties in Pennsylvania, but you got to draw a tag for there. Hmm. Colorado would probably be the closest. Uh, and then I, I went out to Montana and Idaho. Beautiful country out there. Did you bag any elk? I, I did not, but one of the guys with us did, and we all shared in it. Well, uh, very interesting. Thank you uh, kindly. I appreciate the call. Uh, I know, actually, one of my very good friends um, is a very avid hunter and fisher. He actually went to Africa to do hunting, and I don't. I think he got a gazelle, but don't quote me. I'll send him a text during the. Uh, and he ate it. This guy, you see, he'll eat anything. Okay, what's that? Porcupine? Give me some right now. I'll eat it. Gibby, yeah, Gibby will eat anything. Uh, and he's skinny. Like I don't like him sometimes, but I introduced him to his fiance. He owes me for life. And this is a show I've been meaning to do. Actually, I got to thank Tim Wenger. Um, he, every day we get uh, a bunch of stuff that we can talk about if we want it. And the other day, hunting was very, very high on his list. So I said, well, if that's on Tim's list and it's in my list, probably a show we should do. And that's what we're doing right now, the hunting show. And the, the other quick question I want to throw out is this. Businesses, see, we are still operating under the September 1st Hochul gun law, okay? Where have you seen signs saying, concealed carry welcomed here? Because I haven't seen any. But please understand, I don't get around that much um, outside of certain areas, um, I kind of stay close to home. That's why it was such a thrill to get to Florida uh, for five days a couple of weeks ago because, uh, you know, I, I'm a creature of habit. So I, I've not seen any of the concealed carry signs anywhere, um, but I haven't been everywhere. Uh, one place that has a pretty good list is uh, there's actually a website devoted to it on Facebook. We talked to the lady who started it. And uh, Frank Panasek and the 1791 Society, they do a pretty good job of telling you what businesses uh, have the sign saying, we welcome concealed carry permit holders. Uh, let's get back to the calls on WBEN. Uh, doot, doot, doot. Here is Brad in Buffalo. 
Brad, welcome to the show. Thanks for holding. I appreciate it. What's on your mind? Hey, Tom. Long-time listener, first-time caller. There's a, there's a couple things that um, I could definitely touch upon based on a uh, couple of people that just called. I'm, I, I expected to hear a little more pushback from anti-hunters because there's a lot that could be said about how important it is. But one thing um, that caught my ear was I think Joe from Akron mentioned it as far as the, the two-week extension, and they also extended the time to being after after dark a half hour and before sunrise a half hour and mostly it's it's not everywhere um it's in areas that have an extreme overpopulation of deer that is so important to prune it um and not just for car accidents which is also important and motorcycle accidents me being a rider it's a big one for me but really your last caller touched upon it a little bit it you, if the deer overpopulate, they they end up starving to death for sure because they desecrate the resources they have, you know. And without those resources, now your deer are suffering a lot more, and they just die on the ground and get eaten by coyotes, and then that population increases, you know. So well, hold on, Brett. I'm, I'm going to keep you on hold during the news break, and I hope you've got the time to spend on hold during the news break because I, I must mention something. Um, if you look at nature. If you think hunters are cruel to deer, you've never seen a coyote take down a deer. I have seen the aftermath of a coyote on deer attack, and it was described to me. It was one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen. I I just saw the aftermath. This guy saw the, and it was fast. It was fast, and it was furious, and it was violent. So I tell you something. If you're against hunting, deer being taken out with an arrow or a rifle, shotgun, whatever, it's a lot more humane than what a coyote is going to do to a deer. They are just vicious because they got to eat. It's that whole cycle of nature thing. You know what I'm saying? T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.